welcome to The Interesting Podcast, episode number 145. This episode is with Matthew Pye and Joshua Mitten, who are both filmmakers in the Atlanta area. I was connected to them through my good friend and previous guest, Dimitri Blanco, and I'm so glad he did. Uh, We talked about how Matt and Josh met in film school before dropping out to pursue their dreams more directly, the different short films they've made together, the processes behind each of those, learning how to navigate the business side of filmmaking, and they've got a new movie coming out. It is called Concrete Savannah. It will be available on February 2nd on all VOD platforms and is currently available for pre-order now. So be sure to check that out. It's going to be a good time. It's a horror movie. looks really cool. So we talked about the process of making that, how they actually shot some of it on film, which is really cool, Uh, the makeup processes for the poster. It's crazy. They're both super cool. I was really excited to talk to them, so be sure to check out their movie. But before you do that, check out this episode of The Interesting Podcast, number 145, with Matthew Pye and Joshua Mitten. Theme song time. Yeah, we're in Atlanta. Cool, cool, cool. Are you guys from there? Uh, I'm from Florida. Oh, cool. That's where I'm at. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. What part? Uh, Naples. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. All yeah. the way down. <laughs> You're from the good part of Florida. Yeah, the nice. Yeah, part. arguably. Yeah, <laughs> the meth just didn't reach. It's like right there, you know. <laughs> the nice meth wall. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> exactly exactly it's it's a meth adjacent yes <laughs> that's cool though you're in a you're from jacksonville i don't think i've been to jacksonville that's like way up there yeah you're good you don't need to visit it's yeah. it's yeah. not <laughs> touch the bullet really <laughs> that's right that's right so i know matt and josh yes beautiful look at that it's like i did my research where where are you from josh I was born in Louisiana, but I did live oh. in Florida for about 10 years. So that's where we met, met each other. Gotcha. Got, where's home? Like when you think about it. Um, really weirdly here now, because this is where my parents like moved up here. So uh, that makes sense. Over the place. Sure. Wherever yeah, they that go. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I always wonder that with people that move, because like I'm from North Carolina, but I moved down here when I was like six. But oh. for some reason in my brain, I'm like, yeah. Home is North Carolina, but I haven't been there like, well, I mean, maybe because I visited like every like five, six years would go back. So I'm like, oh, just keep it fresh. But like, I didn't, I didn't grow up there. It's weird. It's a weird, it's weird how that works, isn't it? You want to keep that cred, you know? That, yeah, exa- that's what it is. You know what I mean? Just enough to say I'm not from Florida, you know? <laughs> you tell it's an advantage. Oh, I'm from North Carolina. That's right. That's right. You just. Florida. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the key is plausible deniability. You know, <laughs> that's that should be the slogan of Florida with Florida man. Just be like the the goal is plausible deniability. Actually, when you talk to an accountant about moving to Florida, that's the first thing they bring up. <laughs> Low tax and plausible deniability. Yes, yes. Yeah. Hey, what more do you need in life, really? You know, those those are the sta- the pillars the pillars of a long happy existence. Exactly. Not bad. Not bad. Were you in Jacksonville for 10 years or what part of Florida were you in, Josh? Jacksonville, yes. Gotcha, gotcha. Is that where you guys met? Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Film school briefly. Oh, cool, cool. Just long enough to realize it might not be necessary? Yeah, really. (laughs) And that film shut down. Yeah. Still validated. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Just just enough to not have to look at a hundred grand of debt. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting how that works though, right? Especially in like the creative arts. Because when you think, especially with the internet, I mean there's almost nothing you can't Google, you know. Yeah. It's bonkers. I find that's a common story. With the equipment, and then you find out like you don't really get access to it, and you're like, Well, what am I doing? And they don't even have the latest stuff, so you're like, Oh, this is not useful. My phone's better than that. Yeah. (laughs) 
isn't isn't that weird especially like i think about that a lot like with technology and how quickly it advances like i I imagine we're probably around the same age i was born in 91 and so like i remember like cell phones in seventh grade were the bricks and now they're like supercomputers and that's only in half of my lifespan so far so you're like sheesh to, to go from like you need film school with their film equipment to your cell phone being better is like oh man yeah. really running out of excuses yeah, yeah. <laughs> and for procrastinators yeah, exactly. out there. <laughs> yeah for real for real it's th- that's that double-edged sort of like i'm inspired but also that's a lot of work was was movies always the objective like you went to film school so i imagine it was pretty in front um for for me i always i've always done a lot of stuff like I played music. I worked as a sound engineer. Oh, what? Um, really? I always wanted, yeah. I always wanted to um, make movies. I think you were the same way, right? Yeah, really. Like for me, it was like since the fifth grade, I just sort of made um, films with my friends and stuff. Cool. Um, you know, and then you're like, oh, I can do this. That's like a fun thing. Sure, sure. Oh, I guess I'll go to film school and see what happens. Right, right. Was Was film school different than you expected? Because it, it's like we're kind of wired that way, right? It's like there's the track of like choose what you want to do, go to school for it is. But with creative arts, it's so wild west, you yeah. know? And that's what your parents, like our parents, we, we've come to realize ultimately our parents are very good natured people. They're like, well, why don't you go to a film school? They don't know it's a cutthroat, like <laughs> you know, lies and right, bubble right. gum, you know? So, right. But like, uh, so that was the realization for me. One was like, it felt like it wasn't very artistic. Like mm. it was very like commercial minded. Like, Oh yeah. As soon as you walked in the door, like, listen, you're probably not going to make movies, but you can make commercials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just didn't do it for me. Yeah. You know? And they just didn't have like what I was expecting. This place didn't even have a film history course. Oh. And that was one of the things I was like, finally, I'm going <laughs> to get to just dive deep into movies. I'll watch all the cliches, you know, sure. we didn't watch anything. I was like, what? This is up. <laughs> just had to do it on my own then i was like i, I guess you you can do it on your own and, yeah and that makes it more fun because it's like personal you know you just, yeah you're like forcing you to do it you discovered it yeah so, totally like, a good thing in the end but it was like a weird experience i bet I, how long did you last i last i think it was like a, two years maybe because i had to okay that's for, that's commendable I was, I was six months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did get the loans though. So he yeah. was paying it himself. So yeah. he was like, Oof. I, get out of here. Oof. I was trying to just pay it off as I was going. And after a while, I was like, no, thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think this information's free somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is kind of sobering when you think about like, I love talking to indie filmmakers and stuff like that. Like the, it's so business minded. You know, there's that cliche, like film business, what's the bigger word? Business. It's so about like on paper, how do you make the math make sense on the other end? It, you got to kind of find your way to be creative in the pursuit. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like painting with a gigantic paintbrush. Yeah. You have to hire a hundred people to carry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're right. But still try and have like good form and style. Uh-huh. But I like. I think. I think we both like that aspect of it as well as that it is this um, magic act of handling money and art and. Yeah. Sure. Was that was this something you kind of had to learn the hard way then, being that you sort of left it? <laughs> um. I don't know. I mean, everything I, I I think in the film industry is learning the hard way. Yeah. yeah. It's really. like otherwise you don't you you're gonna eventually learn that lesson. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. You know, lots yeah. of ups and downs on the journey to making a movie, yeah. for sure. Always, always. I, I think I think movies are, like, the most collaborative art there is. Because yeah. you can, I mean, I guess you can make a movie by yourself, but it's not, eh, you know, you need a team. You yeah. need a good amount of people and coming together, and it's the culmination of everyone doing their part for the final product that brings it. And you got to convince someone to give you the money to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty important. (laughs) Was there a class on that in the first six months? (laughs) Go to film school. You're going to get in debt. That was a, yeah. 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 That's right. 
I could teach someone like in a week how to make a film, but it, it'd take like five years to tell them how to get money. You know? Sure, sure. <laughs> the real magic, the real magic is the 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 math involved. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm interested though. You said you were into audio stuff first. That's yeah. that like it's similar, but it's also very different. So what was it that drew you to like audio production and what made you switch to movies? Um, well, I've, I'd always wanted to make movies since I was a little kid, but I saw it that like there was no feasible way to do it. Mm-hmm. And my parents were very strict. They wanted me to be like an engineer or a psychologist. And I, actually, I went to school for psychology for a couple of years before dropping out and becoming an intern at a, a recording studio. Oh, cool. But I, I had a band and we got signed to a small label in Jacksonville. Hell yeah. And um, one of the producers at the record studio was like, hey, you're really good. Here's some of my demos. Why don't you come intern? And then that's how I got into it. And then I just started doing it for work here and there and um, doing bands and stuff like that. And uh, then I met Josh and uh, we were both going to that school and it seemed like possible for the first time to do something. Mm -hmm. That's when I started really digging into the business side of it. Sure, sure. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I have the right type of personality to be able to make stuff like this happen. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Did you play or did you sing in the band? I did a little bit of everything. Yeah, you did. <laughs> That's cool. What'd you play? Uh, guitar and vocals and keys and stuff like that. All of it. That's awesome. So then Josh, you're like, perfect. Yeah. Let's do this. He also offered to help with my homework at the time. Oh, like, boom. Sold. Like, oh, I'll get all my friends to help me out. They'll just be They'll just be so excited and yeah. no one, like asking someone to help you move. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Matt actually, you know, came over and I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> it, that's, that is the most perfect analogy I've ever heard. It is like asking someone to move. I've never thought about that before, but on an indie set, it really is. They're like, do you want to come do a million jobs and watch it fail and try and figure it out on the spot? For no money whatsoever. For no money, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a pizza. Maybe. Yeah, let's see how they do first, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to waste the good pizza money, Josh. You know, that's funny. So when you guys first decided you wanted to start collaborating on things, how did that process go? Did somebody have the first idea and you're like, oh, we could kind of make this? um yeah like i was helping him out with his school project and i think it was just supposed to be like a scene or something but we were like let's make a short film yeah basically and we kept doing that and then um it's like i directed a short film and then he would direct one and then we were like let's uh, make something together and we made uh, our first short together here in atlanta but oh uh, we i think we always knew like we wanted to make features like mm-hmm. uh, we don't i don't particularly like short films you know interesting it's like there's some great ones i've seen mm-hmm. they're just not like i always loved you know a feature film yeah sure you really have time sure to, yeah. you can invest yeah yeah and right like um, so we, we we pursued that for quite a long time with like different producers and mm-hmm. and just you know as everything happens it one thing fizzled out to another until we were able to make this movie was it so? Was your first short film together? Was that in a field of weeds? Uh, no, that was um, this land is uh, their land. Oh, really? That was first. Yeah. Oh, so full disclosure, I've seen them all. So, nice. well done, well done, gentlemen. That one, uh, that one made me sad. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yep, yep, that one made me sad. Which is, I, I, as a compliment, I was able to feel from it, but that was very. Uh, I was like super in. I love how that was shot. Like, that was your first. That's crazy. That was your first one. Usually, first ones are like. That was Josh shot that, by the way. Really, Josh, dude, congrats. That's huge to come out of the gate swinging like that. Normally, the first three you kind of just shove under the rug, you know. Like this is actually my first one. (laughs) Far earlier one. Oh yeah. Sure. Sure. Got that out of the way. Yeah, those have been deeply buried under under the sea. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) the statute of limitations haven't quite hit yet. (laughs) That that movie was really inspired um, by. Have you seen Roy Anderson? Any of his films? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was sort of inspired by his kind of way of this land is their land. Yeah, yeah. Of just setting the camera and then like yeah, 
would play in front of it. We had just been watching a bunch of his movies. That makes sense. I got that sort of vibe. I got that sort of Wes Anderson also kind of feel like just stationary, looking into the lens. Yeah. Crazy. I think when you're starting out making short films, it's like you almost have to like just emulate what you really dig. And yeah. then and then you're like, okay, well, I did that. And maybe it is or is not for me, or there's aspects that I like about mm-hmm. it. But that's sure. really I think it all like uh, starting filmmakers should do that. They should just like, without any um, shame, just like try and emulate their yeah. favorite directors. You know? I think 100%. that's easier because it's so overwhelming to yeah. be like, try and come up with something completely fresh. And you have to go through the whole process that it is. Yeah. Try something. Sure. I totally agree. I totally agree. I've heard like stunt performers as well uh, talk about how if you want to get good at stunts, just shot for shot, recreate your favorite stunt scene. And then you learn how it's made while you're doing it. So there is a sort of thing. I mean, Tarantino talks about like he stood on the shoulders of giants for his whole career. It's like, I enjoy this. So I'm doing this. And then it's just his version of that. It worked for a reason, you know? Yeah. You don't have to like Dutch angle everything. It's like, come (laughs) on guys. (laughs) No, it it is like, you know, know, an art, in general is a conversation from one generation to the next i agree i agree with the this land is their land was it always intended to not have like dialogue um that's something we wanted to try but mm-hmm. mostly out of necessity it's like we sure move we we took the leap to move to atlanta mm-hmm. um and then we were like because we were bootstrapping everything at the time we were like okay it's very difficult one to pay for a sound man because they do yep. a hard job and they, they cost a decent amount yep. to mm-hmm. act. And totally. uh, it's, we didn't want to do it ourselves because we didn't have the knowledge really. Mm-hmm. So let's, you know, since this is a short film, let's let's work on our chops and see how we can tell a story just visually. Just sure. do it, you know? Like we never really like wanted to get our films like out into film festivals because they were more like experiments to us. You sure. Know? just sketches right yeah. mm-hmm. well that's cool like have you always been good at that sort of like giving yourself license to learn yeah i think so yeah, i think yeah uh not through not without like uh a lot of truth feeling bad about it yeah. like- <laughs> <laughs> sure sure you're like i'm a piece of shit but i won't stop right that's exactly. right that's the key yeah. that's what i find that's the key to all of this <laughs> exactly it's i i as a creative i find that's the hardest part for me it's like not kneecapping myself along the way you know to be like finish not perfect kind of thing is so difficult you know yeah that's what it's at least been nice with the two of us if we have each other so when things sure stressful or into some existential crisis at least we can be in that together sure yeah i I mean that's got to make a world of difference actually i wondered that as well because you so for this land is their land. One of you directed, one of you wrote, you both did both. How did, how did this happen? That was the first one we both worked on together. How does that work? How do two people direct? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like you're both there and mm-hmm. you're both like, you know, someone might be like, uh, how about we do this in a wide shot? But mm-hmm. that's like the minutia of it. When it comes down to like directing together, it's really about like, understanding a feeling of the thing you're trying to create and if you're both on the same page of that feeling mm-hmm. then it's just two heads working to solve one problem you know gotcha i think that's the best way i could sum it up is like yeah we we're both lucky enough to like the same stuff and have the same sort of ideas about directing sure we just like we we would write a story and be like, okay, this is this sort of feeling we're trying to go for. And then everything else is just a work, you know? Yeah, whatever hones into that kind of feeling. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. The the And also, like, you have to be, I imagine, on the same frequency there. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I can imagine it'd be the worst. Where it's just, you know, he'll suggest something. It's like, yeah, that's right. You know? Sure. Yeah. That's cool. That's really special to have someone that you can collaborate like that so fully. Yeah. That's pretty good. You met the guy. Yeah, good job, guys. Good job, guys. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I I'm I am blown away by that was your first one out the gate, because I, I some of the worst things I've ever seen I'm in them, so I, it's <laughs> that's really impressive. 
and the location shoots were awesome like with the bridge and the river and that mural just oh yeah good job that's just all local stuff that we had yeah. around here man yeah that's pretty good that's pretty good where'd you go from there what would you do after that one we did this short film called the lonesome whippoorwill yeah. oh yeah again fantastic the cast in that one sheesh yeah they they that was our first like we had a producer yeah because you know um someone saw the first uh, this land is their land and then we got a producer and a cinematographer and a sound guy and some money dude that was fun that was the first time we were like uh had help like real help sure we saw like with with each increasing amount of help you get the more you can focus on the story at hand yeah that was fun it was a good experience something we needed to make the leap to making a a feature film yeah sure that was like the first really trusting people you have to trust them yeah yeah that was you know had its own difficulties but then you're like oh what a great gift everyone will give to you yeah that like super that like pure collaboration it's like you kind of you almost have to, which I imagine as a director is that much more of a process, relinquish parts of control of the vision. It, like the, It's just the importance of a team, yeah. you know, having people that are on par with what you need the vision to be. You had to, you had to cherish the idea for so long to get it there. And work yeah. So funny. And then you just have to kind of give it away. Or hope that they'll... Or like let people in. Yeah. That's a, a big part of directing yeah. is like try and get people on your wavelength and usually that's a wavelength of like having fun. Yeah. And like, sure. this is a very luxurious job that we get to do. And we get to sort of play in a sandbox. And it's like, let's treat it that way instead of another day at the docks, you know? Right. Sure. So once you get people that way, then they're having a great time. And that's when good shit happens, in my opinion, is when your crew is like right there with you in the trenches. Sure. I agree with that. Makes it way easier to work as well. Like, yeah. all right, we're this is going to be a long day, guys. It's like, but if you're having fun, you're not. Sheesh, how many takes are we doing of this? <laughs> that shoot definitely wasn't long. We ended up like filming all night to yeah. get it done. We were up for like 48 hours straight. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just getting loopy with sleeplessness. Sure. Wait, you shot that whole thing in a weekend? Yeah. Yep. What? Yeah. Really? I think it was like 14 pages a day or something and yeah. then it got cut down. We got two nights at the Georgian Terrace, which is here in Atlanta. Uh-huh. So yeah. we just had to get it all done. And that Wow. And you, you know the roof, sh- roof shot? Yeah, at the end? We weren't supposed to be up there. Right, yeah. So that was sort of like crazy. And actually, like, our, our cinematographer hopped the railing and we're <laughs> hooking to some power. So we could like light it. It was yeah. It was wild. It was fun though. I like that stuff. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Sure. When we got up there. There was some rappers up there taking some photos, and then of course, the photographer was like, "Hey, I'll film a video for your Instagram real quick. That way they get out of there." Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> solving that situation because yeah. it was like, oh, we only got so so long to get this. We had someone watching the door and the yeah. elevator. Yeah. And like, there you go. We just knew we were going to get, yeah. get kicked out. But in reality, we probably could have been up there all night. Yeah, really. <laughs> sure. I guess. I love that you're in a place where you think you're going to get found out and then you have your actor like scream really loud. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do this at the end, just in case this is what brings them. <laughs> like We had a plan B that we were going to do at a different place. Sure. For that shot, because we're like, I don't know. We might not get this. So let's see if we can do it. And we tried to do that first. And when we got yeah, we, there, we conceded to just going to yeah, plan B. We read yeah. like, everything up. And then when we got there, they're like, are you guys with Pitch Perfect 3 or whatever? Yeah, and we're like, no, movie. no. And they're like, well, they actually <laughs> they kicked have, us out. They've rented this whole place. So you but guys we, had permi- out here. we had permission. <laughs> yeah. So we were like, okay, you know what? For the sake of not like pissing off our crew, let's just go to our B option. That didn't work out. And then we had no choice but to go for it. <laughs> yeah. And it ended up being, you know, it worked perfect. A good thing. <laughs> I think so. I think so. That's great. How did you come up with that idea for a story? Like an indoor Western is such a cool take on a story type, you know? It's like, I don't know if he, I don't know if he would hear too much, but like the lead actor Raj. Yeah. It's pseudo based on his life experience. Like, Oh, sweet. He's this guy from, you know, born in Southern India, but like lived in Atlanta most of his life. And he loves country music and he, he plays guitar and he sings well. 
Hell yeah. He, you know, he's just a very interesting character. Yeah. So we were very inspired by that. And then like, I think we were just like listening to like Hank Williams and Roger Miller yeah. and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and then it was at a necessity and we were like, we can't do a Western, even though we want to do one, but we could do one indoors, you know? Oh yeah. That's <laughs> sort of idiosyncratic, but yeah. You know, there's fun. something funny about this sort of like, I guess like guy in the tech industry secretly wants to be a rhinestone cowboy. You yeah. Know? Interesting twist. Yeah. I loved it. I, I love things that are like, uh, that's some of my favorite kind of art that's like familiar, but a different twist on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just such a cool. It's like you said, like do the things that you like, do a Western that you like, but let's, let's just tilt it just a little bit. Exactly. That was cool. That was, I can't believe you shot that in two days it, yeah. and it looks good. <laughs> How many drafts are you going through for these shorts? Like from this land is your land. There's not dialogue, but I imagine there's a long process for this one. That's very, dialogue heavy um i think there was a few yeah drafts of that one i can't quite remember but never too many yeah really, really no it's like, oh, that's cool you know, not not on the shorts it's like uh i don't know you don't work as hard on the shorts right. yes. <laughs> sure Anna was weirder too yeah so that's not how you make yeah it for the feature we didn't have a script that one oh <laughs> yeah we just we had an outline and then i i would write sides on the day or the day before just mm-hmm. write sides and then we try and find it on set yeah so we had to adjust since we were making it such a low budget we just had to adjust for what we could get yeah you know? sure we had certain ideas in mind but then we wanted the story to be flexible enough it's like oh we have this opportunity let's take advantage of that yeah oh interesting like i think like uh we had multiple projects before making our feature that failed in the development process sure and it was such a hell like an existential hell Mm -hmm. i think we were like let's keep the story as close as to our chest as possible and not let anyone in sure them sort of like an idea of where we're going so then no one can tell us what we already probably know which is like how are you going to do this scene and usually the answer is i don't know man we're going to figure it out sure and we were able to, but I think part of not letting people in, they would see the footage of a shoot we do and be like, oh, this is cool. And they'd have this like refilled faith in our ability to finish. Yeah, sure. They did read the whole thing. They'd be like, you can't make this movie. And I, yeah. <laughs> I won't let you. You're insane. There's no way you're going to be able to do this. Yeah. Sure. Always. Yeah. That's, that's how it goes. Anyone looking at any kind of art is like, spaceship? Yeah. Mm like just it's not a real spaceship my god just like, for a second it's good but how are you gonna get a mansion yeah you can't get yeah. a mansion <laughs> is that gonna happen yeah like let me worry about that all right <laughs> i know a guy that's right exactly that's the 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 indie film credo i know a guy and if <laughs> yeah. not i'll find a guy <laughs> that's neat what so were there things like you talked about you've done these shorts that have led up to a feature right were there things that you learned along the way in the shorts that have like super stuck with you? Yes, I would say so. But oddly enough, it has very little to do with the art of filmmaking and more the art of producing. Interesting. Because like you can, I feel like you can sort of practice filmmaking every time you watch a movie, you know, every time. Sure. And then in the making of it, you're, you're done. You're not, to me, you're learning little things about filmmaking. This works, or maybe this angle doesn't work. Or, but the biggest lessons I, I took away from it personally were how to deal with people, which oh, is... Oh, good point. Because like everything else is intuition to some degree. You, sure. You build up a repertoire of the art that you like. And if you're you know, a savvy enough person, you can enact that in some way that looks good and is stylish. But dealing with people is like... <laughs> way way harder than making them (laughs) yeah that's fair how about you josh anything Uh, like stand out that you're like oh i think it's also just learning to have faith in the process you know oh good point sort of see like okay if i was worried that like when you get your first cut of something it's not great but Mm. then the editing process actually refines it and so you can learn to be like i don't need to get stressed about the fact this isn't great i i haven't finished it sure so it's just learning that like this is what it looks like when it's not done at each stage along the, the 
it's basically just doing that enough times i think is helpful as a filmmaker which is hard to do it's hard to go sure enough time yeah and right it, there's like a monumental differences for each stage of the process it's like when you're first cutting it, it just it just feels like shit. Just yeah. <laughs> but you know, maybe for good or bad, once a movie fully goes through post production, it's mm-hmm. watchable. It doesn't matter even if it's a bad movie, it's watchable. Yeah. Sure. Uh, to I don't know if that's good for film or, or, or but <laughs> for the industry. You, <laughs> you can at least trust that, you know, that yeah. like it's gonna at least be watchable. Yeah. Right. So, Right, you know, it's another story. Sure. When you when so then when you guys got started doing this stuff, was that something you had to come to terms with? That like, or, or did you go into it being like, okay, so this is going to be a process. It might not look great in the beginning. Like, not for me, I, I was like so distraught. Yeah. <laughs> the realization of what it takes was sort of for me like a like oh man, because it's it's almost a cruel thing to be like we need. A little bit more money or we sure. need a bit more access to equipment that sounds like and maybe our conventional wisdom like well maybe you're just not working hard enough or maybe you're not talented enough sure like, I'm pretty sure if we had this equipment <laughs> like, uh, weird headspace to be in at least sure the- yeah it definitely was like that dealing with all that sort of stress it's crazy yeah, yeah. I'm 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 not good at that. I've learned. I, I've worked with the directors in the past. Like, do you want to see a rough cut? I'm like, no, I do not, because I'll be like, I'm terrible. And then when it's done, I'm like, actually, it's pretty good. Like, yeah, I know. It's like yeah. cooking. I I hate cooking because yeah. like it looks like mush. And then at the end, it's pretty good. But I'm like, this looks so gross right now. Like, and you have to convince yourself, I too can cook. Yeah, I'm true. Creature that was that can't cook. You know. So I think it's the same thing of like, you want to go to film school, and then you're like, oh, can I do this? Can I personally do this and then sure that crisis and I think it's just like going through the process enough of like yeah you know just take it step at a time right that's hard especially when you're younger it's hard not to like only see the end result Mm -hmm. the whole thing that makes sense it's like uh with with doing it you get the confidence in the process yeah yeah Yeah. and that you know that there is one because I think filmmaking could seem chaotic that there's no structure to it even when sure like to an untrained mind, a movie might seem like it has no structure. It's just right. And when you really look at it, like, no, there's actually a lot of structure that's occurring. And just becoming familiar with that and learning to, to yeah. have faith in it and use it. Getting more comfortable on sets is a big part, I think. Yeah. You're just like being able to walk on a set and know people are going to be looking to you for answers. But that's what you want to do. And at first, you're like nervous. But maybe you just don't think about like, well, this is what I asked for. Sure. But once you settle into that, it's it's just fun. Yeah, it's just a good time. That makes sense. It's like that old adage, you know, a dream job is still a job. Yeah. It's like this is what I want to do, but it's like, yeah, but also like, huh, everyone so, wants to be an actor, but sixteen hour days, they sixteen hours. <laughs> job is two jobs. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that's right. Was directing always the 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 goal for you guys? Be like, I want to be a director. That was the position. Yeah, so, so yeah, absolutely. It was just many years for me being like, that's not possible. Yeah, sure, of course. A very like realist that way of like, you're never, you know, they'd be like, you're not going to make it. Right, uh-huh. right. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've been very supportive, actually. That's awesome. That helps so much. Like, any one, like, one, I find that creative people, one pat on the back can give you enough fuel for miles yeah exactly yeah it's all it takes my parents i think it was like years of us fighting and then it was just like one day they were like huh i guess you really want to do this (laughs) (laughs) you're maybe not crazy that's right you're you're really not going to give this up huh (laughs) and then it's been good since then it's been all good in the same way you got to whittle your own self down to be like all right we can do this we can we can check this math out. So what is your like when you come up with an idea, what is your general process from the time that you come up with the idea to the time that you're done making it? I would say that we get like a kernel of an idea. Mm-hmm. Usually it's like or maybe even an image. And then we'll get like a story 
but then uh, just a story is not usually enough for us like we want like there's got to be like a something underneath it that attracts us to it sure that's what keeps you alive while making a movie is that like understory of what you're making it for and that's hard to put into words even sometimes but the poetic quality sure that meat that you don't necessarily see that's just yeah of a thing yeah yeah really after is what story what kind of story has enough mystery where even when you're done with it you know i can't remember who said it but i I like the idea that a film should be smarter than you are i like it because it's like should be a culmination of everything you've done and and it still contains for you a mystery sure i don't know what that means you know but yeah right like you can learn from it that makes sense. And like, that's art. You know what I mean? Art is beyond just like, oh, here's the box. Cause somebody could be like, did the blue symbolize this? I'm like, it did now. <laughs> Cause you feel that way. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. Having done so many now, does it get into a routine when you're like, oh, we can just check these boxes? Yeah. I mean, certainly, I think the more you learn, the less you have to uh, concentrate on like structure. Sure. And you can really focus on like the meat and potatoes of the story you're trying to tell. Mm-hmm. That gets easier every every script you write, you know, every every movie you make. So just being That's cool. settle into you know the art form of it. Sure, sure. We have a mutual friend yeah. in Dimitri. I love that man. Me too. So, how did you guys meet Dimitri? He what. So one of the executive producers of our film, mm-hmm. uh, he was his roommate, or still is. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, Dimitri was trying to produce some stuff here in Atlanta, mm-hmm. but not getting much bites because he's from Naples and all of, you know how it is. All your yep. one place it takes a while to establish yourself. Oh yeah. And he was looking for horror movies to produce. And our mutual friend, I guess, and his roommate didn't tell him. About oh. <laughs> so he put out a call for PAs. Ah. Dimitri answered the call. Yeah. And, and, and I, I went over to our friend's house. It was our executive producer who also had like lenses that we were borrowing from him. So I went to mm-hmm. pick those lenses. And I was telling him, like, his friend was there. And I was like, tell him we're going to go do the shoot. He's like, oh, I'm going to shoot too. Wait, is that that same shoot? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. You're coming to? He's like, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I didn't even know that he had talked to him. And you're like, it's my shoot. Yeah, I was like, it's my <laughs> right, shoot. <yeah. laughs> I guess. <laughs> but long story short, we just could tell, like, you know, you knowing Dimitri, he's he's a very vibrant, like, energetic guy. Oh, and, he's the best. And yeah. he's a really hard worker. And we were like, this guy, is, and I was like, uh, do you ever want to be a producer? And he said, you know, Matt, I've been saying lately, I don't want to be a producer. I am one. And I was like, all right, that's our guy. Damn right. So he became a producer towards the end of the filmmaking and then through post-production, which was invaluable. And uh, yeah, he's been, it's been nothing but great work yeah. with him. I just wish we had met him earlier. Yeah. For most I feel the same way. He's yeah. such a big help. He really is. He's, he's the, the greatest. Fun. He's the greatest. And I hope he's listening to this. That way he gets embarrassed. Me too. <laughs> over and over. We love you, sweet boy. That's right. That's right. Me too, Dimitri. <laughs> so, you, so you made the jump. You made the jump from shorts to feature. Why now? Uh, I think we were just like uh, making short films. You have to like try and find like a little hook to grab people. And that ended up inevitably making us make short films that maybe weren't as close to the type of movies we wanted to make Mm -hmm. fear or necessity or what have you. So we were like, we really want to make a feature because we really want to do just exactly the type of movie that we want to see that we want to make that makes us interested. So we were kind of just like, well, you know, I have no interest in making any more short films. So the only other option is to make a feature. Sure. And um, we, we made this, uh, our last short film, which we haven't really put out there, is like a uh, cyberpunk oh, sweet. film. Um, and while it was fun, 
we were like, okay, this is fun. We got to do this. And it was informative of what we wanted to do moving forward. But mm. through that process, we met some cinematographers who uh, happened to work at a Griffin Electric House here in Atlanta. Cool. And one of the cinematographers was like, you know, I just bought a red camera. Let's uh, make a movie. And we were like, yeah, let's do it. And Get it. While we were like, I don't know. And then and we were working on other projects. And we had one project that was supposed to come in that was going to be like a $3 million film. And of course, it just didn't happen. Mm. We were tired of waiting. And we we're like, okay, well, then let's see what we can do. So we went in with the idea of like, we're just going to get money as we need it. So I was going to raise money and then shoot stuff and then edit something together with that stuff and raise more money. And that's what we ended up doing. And Smart. it easier and easier yeah. to raise the money throughout filmmaking, the filmmaking. And really just getting started. I think that was the, the thing. It's like, we're just like, we needed effort for so long of trying to pursue a feature. It's like, let's just start making one. There you go. We were very lucky in that the equipment we had access to is the best equipment, yeah. you know? Sure. So it was, we had some level of security knowing, okay, well, let's, let's uh, shoot some of the easier stuff to achieve, mm -hmm. snowball it from there. And uh, that, that worked, you know? That's cool. It, I mean, it, it does make a difference. It, like I've talked to some people that are like, oh, you know, you could just shoot it on anything. It's like, but nobody wants to watch a 480p image. They yeah. just don't. It could be the coolest thing. It could be like, it could be an alien landing for real. But if it's 480, you're like, yeah. <sighs> it's something that I know, you know. Yeah. And so it's like that's that was the for the longest time we were like we we wanted to do it, but we just didn't have the access to the equipment. Sure. Yeah. That's what constantly holds you holds you back from doing it on your own. Yeah. Right. And then we had enough like crew and connections to where anyone we couldn't pay uh, or would trust us enough to just lend their time. Right. So that worked out. And this this one, Concrete Savannah, that's the one that you held on for so long, and and now it's now it's real. That's yeah. pretty cool. How many shoot days was this one? Oh, I don't know. In total, it was nine months, basically. Forty-five. Forty-five days. And we just shot it on weekends, basically. Yeah. Hell yeah. We shot for eight days in Palm Beach. Yes. Oh, dude, right on. Yeah. That's crazy. How does it feel? You did your first feature, like, Feels, it's real? It's a good feeling, yeah. actually. It's been yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. It's been nice. People responding. The, the few people who've seen it are responding well. Cool. Was this one of those, like, so you, you've got your culmination of things. You said there was like a loose script with this like yeah. what's why would you do that to yourself <laughs> <laughs> it, it did end up being an asset because uh we could kind of change where the film was going we weren't ever tied down to anything so we tried to do stuff a little more interpretively because um, we knew like well we may not be able to cover our asses in a scene that takes place later mm -hmm. we were around so I think it was a good process because like we, you know, I'd write the sides and you'd end up throwing stuff away. And sure. through that sort of subtraction process that you find something good, you know, find, find how to say something simpler. It sure. was, really, I think it was informative for both of us of like what you can do, what you can cut out, you know. Yeah. As long as you just have a key idea of like, what's the feeling this needs to be and what are the main things that need to happen. Just, mm -hmm some basic structure the rest of it can can kind of fall into place and i think we were also like you know if we're successful with this movie we'll never be given the chance to do this yeah. again <laughs> yeah that's a good point that's a good point point. and you just you run when you write a screenplay or things you run into like criticism of people you know and they mm -hmm. want to so it is kind of nice to just be like no we're just gonna shoot it you know we'll give yeah. it sure <laughs> yeah you know that's true it's like you can't criticize something you can't see yeah <laughs> so when you have something like this like if you shot in atlanta and you shot in palm beach like i mean these are locations that you're switching things up it sounds like you did things the hard way sometimes yeah yeah we did we we had access to that mansion in uh, palm beach for a while mm -hmm. we were 
looking for something to do with it. But we weren't quite sure if we could maybe uh, be able to shoot there fully. But we, it just everything sort of happened like that, where we'd be like, "Oh, we have this. Let's let's do that." And of course, it's you know a twelve-hour drive. Sure. And all we came with all of our crew, so they they took, they made the drive with us. So you know, you got a good team. Yeah. So whose idea was this? Um, I think I had the first like general idea of like, I don't know, like we were thinking almost in a practical manner, you know, let's make a horror movie. Sure. Not that we don't like horror movies or anything. It's just, uh, they seem to, uh, be more first film friendly. Definitely. You know, and, um, you can get distribution as we found out. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I think at the time I was sort of like, and we both were frustrated with like, uh, the world and like social media and sort of sure. like we're seeing a sort of the, the the duality of people's personas yeah mm-hmm. and that was the general idea and, it, and then it morphed a million times into what it is now yeah sure starting with that feeling yeah mm-hmm. and then it then it became i think kind of an interesting thing sort of experiment of like can we make a character that does something sort of terrible at the beginning and then you gain sympathy for them even though they've still done that terrible thing sure people in this weird moral dilemma well it's like we we tried to make it like glamorous in the third act mm-hmm. you're almost lured into rooting for her i, I mean i hope yeah. i hope the audience is almost rooting for her and then at the end the hope is that you're sort of awoken from that sort of fever dream Just sure you, you know how easily it is to be manipulated. Interesting. Did you, being that this was a feature and going into it, you knew that, did you tackle it differently than you would like one of your shorts? I wouldn't say that we like uh, um, consciously did. It demanded more of us. So sure. In order to do it, it just demanded so much more effort. Yeah. I think think that was, that was a good thing for us. Yeah. Sure. Sure. And you got your Whippoorwill peeps back. That's exciting. They were fantastic in the shorts. So when I saw them in the trailer, I was like, oh, awesome. I'm in. I'm in. Nice. What was the process of coming up with the design of the makeup? On the poster? Yeah. Um, I was really cool. I was looking at some fashion stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think we wanted like a modern uh, witch feeling. Yeah. A little bit of like, you know, sort of goddess kind of like, I guess she's a little bit like Kali, you know, an Hindu sure. thing. Yeah. And so then that kind of feeling. our makeup artist, Jeannie, um, she was like, what if I do this gold thing? And, we were, and, and then she started doing other stuff to yeah. it. And then we were like, oh, that's great. And it's just one of those things where we got her on our wavelength and yeah. You know, she was really able to collaborate with us. Because we were thinking much more simple, just sort of white paint. Yeah, I think we were just thinking like full white paint, maybe with some black eye enhancement or something. But she was like, well, let me try this and this. And I I love what you did with the the stars. That looks like, you know, her eyes are kind of coming out of space. Yeah. She actually had one of her assistants, they did like a full shoot where she did like three or four different designs. I don't think we, they weren't really, we didn't go with any of them, obviously, but um, she put a lot of time and effort in. And then it was just like, there on the day, we were like, okay, let's try this, you know, and it just worked out. It works great. And then with Leah, you know, I think she just has such a classic face to her that just yeah. lends itself to that. When she stares at you that way, it just feels like a, an ancient being yeah. looking at you. Yeah. She was great to work with. I bet. I bet. Even, I mean, even from the trailer, you can tell just the caliber of the cast is just bonkers. You guys got really lucky. We, we got very lucky, and everyone was a pleasure to work with. And That's they so all cool. showed up. That's the important thing. Sarah yeah. showed up every day, amazingly. And it was, it was hard <laughs> on her. She had to keep her hair the same length. Yeah. And oh, yeah. For nine months. Yeah. Ooh. You know, doesn't sound like rough to a guy, but to a lady, it can be, you know, sort of sure. a thing. 
more than that, she was just, you know, willing to help out in any way she could. That's cool. How long did that makeup take to put on? An hour or two, I think. I think so. Yeah, there were really? a while while we were yeah. shooting the um the other part of that scene. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was... That's pretty that's pretty fast considering because it looks really good. We shot yeah. that whole part was like at three or four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Cool. Really very tired yeah, <laughs> shooting but... that weird part of that. Yeah. Sure. Definitely in a hypnagogic state, yes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys like when you think about because I've noticed a lot of your stuff's like on location. It's yeah. like outside and stuff like that. Do you do you find that challenging and do you like it? We're both like street photographers, so I think it's like oh, perfect. Right. Yeah. You don't have to like life gives you nuances that it's hard to replicate. Sure. Like Stanley Kubrick would have people take photos of people's nightstands and dressers because yeah. you know he liked to shoot on a set. And he was also a street photographer and realized like uh, production design almost has to be like copied mm-hmm. instead of thought up. Yeah. You know? It's just like there's a, there's a shop in the film, a wood shop. That's actually my dad's wood shop. And it, it's just covered in tools and dust and everything. There's no way with the greatest production designer in the world you could ever create that. Sure. Sitting there, you know, waiting yeah. to be shot. So it, it's kind of like, Filmmaking is a thing you plan, but it's also a performance art. And yeah. part of the performance is the world itself. So you get to, you're just sort of enacting a photograph. And so sure. I, I appreciate that kind of the luck that plays into it, you know, yeah. allowing that little, yeah, little uncontrolled thing. Room for magic. Yeah. Yeah. You just sort of facilitate it and see what happens. Yeah. So do each of you have like a favorite part of the process with filmmaking? Oh man, I, I love it all. I yeah. think you, I think, you I think so. Right. I think you like you like it up until the point you're sick of it. Then you have to switch. Yeah. <laughs> sure. You like directing, and like, now I'm done. And then you get to edit it, and you know, yeah. throw away everything you thought was good. Yeah, that's fun. I th- it's hard to get sick of it because of like I've never been able to really work like a straight day job. I mm-hmm. mean, have yeah. for necessity, but like filmmaking, it's. You show up at a different place every yeah. day. It's great, you know. Sure. And when you're uh, when you're in post production, it's uh, your own little adventure. Too. Yeah, and I think it makes you just pay attention like nothing else. You have to really be constantly paying attention, and I, I like that, like having to be in that sort of mindset. You know, to sure. Manage of everything. Yeah. It's that like constant like mental engagement yeah. throughout. That makes sense. It's a really fun puzzle. Yeah. You know sure logistics of it all which do you find because you know they say like a movie's made three different times it's like in the writing and the shooting and in the editing mm-hmm. in the process do you find one to be more difficult than the other they're like this one i gotta really tweak a bunch because i know some directors love being on set and they hate being in editing and some people it's vice versa some people just love writing like do you guys fall anywhere in there i, I know, it's hard to say i don't hate any part of it that's good editing is really fun yeah because you start to get like oh it can be this or this or this you, you can know? really so i guess there's that of yeah. the fact that you can really change it sometimes makes you nervous at that mm-hmm. because yeah. you're like there's so many possibilities I there think... there was a lot more like existential moments yeah during the editing process and we had to tell sure. ourselves it's okay to like try something because you get right sort of like <laughs> Like we we don't have a studio telling us like to cut stuff out, you know, like, right? Not on the movie, but we're still like, I don't know, is it okay to remove this? And I think it this taught us like, oh, you can really you should experiment with the editing, make it really big and fat at first, and then cut it down, and then yeah. maybe add some stuff back, but see if you can use the editing to really tell the story. So I think just that possibility yeah. was overwhelming, but now mm-hmm. I'm we were very lucky. Um, one of our cinematographers, Noah Beasley he would come in sometimes and help us edit and he's such a ruthless <laughs> like character when it comes to editing where he he has he has no qualms yeah. about being like that's garbage <laughs> it was like i think two hours and 10 minutes and yeah. he's like it'll be great when it's 90 minutes yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> like we could cut 15 minutes yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like that was four days <laughs> 
that's what what I realized in having like a proper like we I think edited for like three months, so we had a proper amount of uh, post. What you get to do is you kind of get to be selfish as a filmmaker. You get to put all of the parts you wanted in the movie. Yeah. Sure. You get to enjoy it and then be like, now I'm bored with it. Cut it out. Yeah. You know. Sure. Make a, a cleaner film. So it's like you, you get you get to have your cake. And That's really something not. I think going forward. It's like I don't I don't have a problem making like like shooting a movie like mm-hmm. um, you know day after day like you normally do. In fact, sure. I look forward to that because you can kind of just get it done and stay in that headspace and it's it's a taxing headspace to be in mm-hmm. you know it's a you know you're not sleeping well you're not getting your eight hours a night yeah. <laughs> but it's really fun but then it's done but i don't think i would uh be okay with making a movie where we were restricted on editing time to a certain mm. it at least needs to be like three or four months anything other sure than, it's like like you said you you are selfish and you're scared and i don't think that's probably going to change and you think content as much as possible is the thing that will save my Especially, movie you find mm-hmm. explanation like what we found is like we had put all this stuff to try and explain things because we're like this is going to be confusing for people and then we slowly realized oh you don't need this you don't need this we, this yeah. says it in this look or whatever it's learning to trust that you really can do that which is hard for an indie movie because you're always like we have to convince people to keep watching it. I think sure. confusion might be yeah. a bad thing when it's really needed yeah. sometimes. We cut like one thing out one day and then it really worked. And I think that night we ended up yeah, cutting cut 30 it. minutes out of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> we We're just tossing yeah. it out. Yeah. <laughs> First cut is the deepest. <laughs> You're like, we survived. We survived. <laughs> That's really what it is. We're still here. We're alive. And okay. it's better. It's yeah, better, it's better now. Movie. Let's cut more. Yeah. Sure. So when you're shooting, do you go in with the idea of like, just shoot as much as possible so you have so many options later in the edit? Yeah, we don't do a lot of angles. Sure. We did shoot a lot, as much as much as we possibly could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think our general consensus was like, since we were making a loose, since we had such a loose script of like, okay, let's cut this movie into as long as it po- every single bit of image we have, let's put it in there and then Mm -hmm. dial it back and of course when you do that you're like but it's no i like all this stuff (laughs) (laughs) don't sort of keep the contract with yourself of like we're gonna cut it down sure no it's all beautiful (laughs) it would take so long to untape that film you know put it back together you know it's like no problem now you know on a computer you can always back sure actually yeah i totally forgot about that you shot it's part of this on film yeah you just like things difficult. Yeah, I guess. So. <laughs> How was that? Because there's stock. Was like it was really fun. It wasn't shooting on film seems more daunting than it really is. It's just okay. more time. Uh, it takes more time to set up. Mm. It takes more time to shoot, and it takes more time to get the footage back. But that's the only yeah. difference, really, if you know how film works. You know. Sure. So. Yeah, it was a fair. It, that was a really fun day. It was like I think it was our last shoot was shooting film. I think so. Yeah. Um, really. Yeah. Summer is like June. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was fun. We would have shot the whole movie on film if we could have afforded. it. So that was our concession was we're like we'll shoot at least a small part, you know, because it's kind of a movie within the movie. Yeah. Sure. That's cool. And now you can say you've done that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Not a lot of people can say that anymore. And the Kodak people are really nice. Oh, like yes, they were great. when we picked up our uh, hard drive, they they had like two people there, like to meet us and talk to us about like what we wanted to do in the future. And they're really trying to foster like uh, younger filmmakers shooting film, and they will help people out if you need it. They'll like I'll give you wow. So. If you want to test stuff for your next film because you got to convince someone they'll help you out there too yeah. so people should just reach out to them yeah how cool is that and that's also where um pc and e came in handy who was the production company that our friends worked for because they loaned us the the 16 millimeter camera we used for that and, mm-hmm. and everything so yeah you know, that helped a ton yeah but yeah shooting film it's not it's it's really fun it's actually like uh 
it's magical because you know you don't have that instant feedback loop yeah. sure so it's a lot it's a lot more heightened right you really got to trust the people <laughs> and when you're done with it you got to keep it in the fridge and stuff and Oh yeah, I forget the temperature and everything. Sheesh. There's like cool things you can do. Like, you know, when you shoot film, you should develop it right away. Mm -hmm. But we wanted this film, the film we shot to have like a little bit desaturation. So we just kept it in the fridge for a few weeks. Every day it's losing like a little bit of saturation. Sure. Develop it, stop it in its process. That's so cool. Sort of organic... uh, nature it has you did some like manual chemical editing yeah that's right that's pretty good that's pretty good and feature like of course the most daunting project to date for sure you're like let's also throw film onto this yeah i like it i respect that a lot guys and it's i mean it's coming out in like what a week yeah this is so cool like i'm genuinely really excited for you guys the trailer looked awesome i'm pumped i got it pre-ordered it's gonna be good like when you're thinking back on all of this, now you've shot on film, now you've shot a feature, you've done all these things. Is there any lessons you've taken away from the process up to date? And do you have any advice for people that want to start their journey in filmmaking? Um, yeah. I, I would just say you have to do it. And maybe that sounds super simple, but that doesn't mean just like make a movie you have to do everything that it requires of you and that means networking and getting your hands dirty and being uncomfortable but it's really worth it you you can you can do something when you actually decide i'm just gonna we're gonna do this we're gonna we're gonna make it happen sure it is possible because it's like forever for years we heard like filmmakers say that just go make a movie find that so annoying (laughs) but they're they're really right in a way and i think it's like what you should do is just try and find some somebody you know somebody you know probably works at a grip house or doing Mm -hmm. something yeah and or has some kind of equipment and and then you form that network with them and you form a greater community you know that's what we should all be doing because you can't make a movie by yourself so you should be connecting with people yeah and if you're like uh, the mindset, I think a lot of the times, and this certainly for us was that someone was going to um, come and, you know, based off our short films or scripts, give us the money to make a movie mm-hmm. like the, the proper way, so to speak. Sure. But what I think we found out is that if you can't hack it on your own, making a movie, mm-hmm. you probably have no business taking people's money to do it. You know? a good point so especially when it is possible nowadays like you know that yeah. a friend was able to buy a 35 millimeter cinema camera you know yeah. it's like of professional quality now that's successful yeah. we use share grid a lot on this movie that was super useful very mm-hmm. um, so that allowed just us to have access to all kinds of i don't think that's cheaper. in every city no it's but there's in. other services for renting gear sure but they they're invaluable for making like yeah. an independent film. especially because like a lot of the times on weekends they'll give you like weekend deals so you you just pay for one day and you get like two days oh smart but that's just like one example it's like you have to be uh, the most like uh as sharp as you can be mm-hmm. um, you have to take advantage of literally everything you can possibly exploit yeah and and that's probably more than you expect because really this movie is a proof of most of the stuff in this movie is just stuff we had connections to. Sure. I, mean, I didn't think we thought we had this many connections until we tried to assemble it, yeah. put it together. Yeah, and I think going like uh, going forward, we have no no problem like looking at a budget that's like five, ten million. Mm-hmm. How to bring that home, and that's that's a film school in itself. We couldn't have got without making our our own movie and raising the money ourselves. Yeah. And, putting money in ourselves and like really being on the line you come to appreciate how much it means like uh you know when an investor decides to give you money they that's they're not really okay if you don't give it back to them yeah (laughs) yeah 
they're at least no they're they're, they're at least not going to be very friendly with you at that point once you haven't given it back to them sure sure now, that's a le those lessons are sort of hard to learn any other way but yeah and yeah. You, and once you've like put put money put your own money into it then you're like got to show up got to finish it you know yeah. and i think it's sticking with that going all the way yeah that really helps i mean we're lucky we've the movie hasn't even come out we've already like uh grossed you know a decent amount of our budget oh yeah congratulations that's huge especially for your first feature good lord yeah. not bad guys not bad so where can people find this movie on the second it'll be available on all vod all vod that's like transactional which is like it'll be on itunes uh prime video google play playstation voodoo vimeo vimeo get it and then anywhere you have cable in america any of the cable providers you'll be able to rent it on there as well like comcast and all the other ones so that's february 2nd killing it killing it that's so exciting i can't wait to watch it it's gonna be so cool yeah no, it'll probably be available in europe later this year yep. perfect perfect that's so cool and uh, just like that guys we've been talking for an hour already we did it good time we did it not bad at all this was so fun it was so cool I, I was so happy to meet you it's like friend of a friend type of thing it's like if he's your friend yeah we're in let's do this so i'm so excited to talk to you yeah um so before I let you guys go, though, I have to ask, where can people find you online? Uh, other shorts? Give me some plugs. What you got? Um, online, I mean, I'm on Instagram. Perfect. Mostly sharing my photography, but like a little bit of like film stuff. Hell yeah. I'm on there. My screen name is Psychedelic Hemingway. Oh, love it. <laughs> love it. I'm also on Instagram. Similar sort of photography stuff. I'm at that Joshua underscore mitten. Perfect. Perfect. Guys, this was so cool. Congratulations on your first feature. I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be awesome. And... Hello, friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Interesting Podcast. If you'd like to follow the show, it's at Pod of Interest on Twitter. If you'd like to follow me, I'm at Jedi Brian on all social media sites. You can also find me at brianbalance.com. There you'll find all my demos and a bunch of other fun stuff. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and tell your friends. A good rating or review always helps and is greatly appreciated. Let the people know we've got some cool stuff going on over here. Speaking of cool stuff, we now have merch. Just search The Interesting Podcast on tpublic.com to get you some sweet gear. I've also got a Patreon, so if you'd like to support the show more directly, you now have that option over at patreon.com slash jedibrian. On that note, special thanks to Bernice, Chris, Ben, Jim, Daz, Kelly, Daryl, and Victor. Your support means so, so much, and I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. So until next time, be well. <laughs>